What images come to mind when you think of the word marriage? I believe it is common in society that we see the shiny things associated with marriage. The wedding, the dress, the honeymoon, the proposal, everything leading up to getting down the aisle. Hmm. Okay. So now we're married. We're at the house. Y'all two staring at each other. Life happens. What next? There is a forever part associated with marriage. And a whole life in between. There will be peaks. There will be valleys as sure as you're breathing. Are you ready? Did you prepare yourself? Did you brace for impact? Do you have the tools to maintain this thing called marriage? I ain't judging. I'm just asking a question because I ain't even made it down the aisle yet. <laughs> but today we're going to have Jason and Lucinda on and they're going to share some tools with us. So let's go ahead and get started. That man to come here, well, he you. better come correct then. You <laughs> <laughs> better come correct. Exactly. <laughs> ain't none of them came. There ain't nobody here. <laughs> Okay, everyone, I want to welcome you to Conversations with Erica. Today, this episode is featuring Jason and Lucinda Hart, marriage coaching team, author of Five Master Keys for Marriage Fulfillment. Um, I want to give you a little bit of background about these two. Jason and Lucinda have been married for 15 years and are the proud parents of four children. Their passion is to see every marriage succeed. Since 2008, they have led the marriage ministry at their local church, the Mouth of God Ministries, where Jason Hart serves as the ordained elder. Lucinda Hart is an ordained minister. In 2013, they founded Live Heart Strong to extend their reach and become a beacon of hope for couples in need. They are on a mission to end needless divorce the heartbreak caused by broken families, and to reverse the statistics of failing marriages. Welcome, Jason and Lucinda. Hey, <laughs> thank you so for having us, Erica. Appreciate it. Um, I'm so appreciative um, that you guys responded to me. Like I said, I'm a stranger. I just saw the <laughs> that we're doing on Instagram. I mean, they had posted some really, really thought-provoking questions on their page and had me asking myself. So we love it. Did I leave anything out? Anything else you all want to share? Nah, I think I think you got down pretty good. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was good enough. <laughs> okay. Well, there's many things, many questions that you all asked that caught my attention. But mm -hmm. the topic that I really wanted to start out today was on the question, are you checked in to your marriage? Right. Um, you guys broke this down. You broke it down. Well, tell us how you uh, broke this down. You broke it down in about four or five different parts. Okay. Yeah. So something that can often happen um, with a lot of Christian marriages is a lot of times we end up in a space where we're kind of just going through the motions. And so, you know, we try to think about our, our whatever we're going to post or whatever we're going to share in a way where we're really thinking about different things that people are going through, common issues that people are facing. 
And this is one of the things that often comes up, you know, something that we've experienced personally, something that we've known through ministry and working with couples is that often, you know, we can be present in the relationship, but just kind of going through the motions. And so, you know, that's that's basically um, where this topic comes from. And so we we kind of just broke this down into some common things that are really important. Um, so that we can make sure that we're not just going through the motions because we know that there's a strong purpose for marriage. We know that there's so much more to it um, than just us, you know, being able to be with somebody. You know, there, there's so much more that's at stake if we're just kind of like going through the motions. So we kind of just broke that down in a way where people can really have an opportunity to really think about what that's looking like in your own personal relationship. Yeah. And, and think about it is that, you know, you want to bring people to reality. It's one thing about, you know, you're going through the motions, your yeah, careers, you know, especially if both spouses are, are working, children, you may have outside projects, ministry, and, and we kind of look at things from, even from my own perspective, you know, working, our children, doing ministry, you know, you, uh, you're doing entrepreneurship, you're pursuing these different things. Right. And um, sometimes you can get caught up in the monotony of everything. So it's like, and things are vying for your attention, and rightfully so, understandably so. But within, well, at the same time, are you still investing the time you need to really develop your relationship, develop your marriage, so that your marriage can be healthy? So, mm-hmm. quick way to do that is to really see where you're at, and and, and think about it. It's really an honest evaluation. Not saying, you know, sometimes you might ask a couple, how's everything going? Yeah, we're fine. Well, define fine. Right. <laughs> what does that right. really mean? Yeah. What does that really look like? You know, and not and think about it is like you know, you, and you ask yourself these questions mm-hmm. because it should be a personal uh, inner reflection of what's really going on to bring into an awareness. Hey, we need we need work on this. We need to be you know we need to be honest about how you know our spirituality is being. We need to be honest about how we're doing. You know, our intimacy, intimacy. We need to be honest about how our communication is working out. So then we can see what needs to be addressed and how can we continue to to build up our relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's all good. Do you do you find oftentimes from from what I see out what's out there in the world is people get us to marriage, but not often it's not common that people talk about the maintenance that is involved in keeping yeah. it together. Yes. Um, so I know you guys are coaches. Is that something that you see that is part of a commonality that people get to they mm-hmm. get to the altar? but then right. they are don't have the tools to maintain it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, unfortunately we, we hype up weddings, you know, we hype up relationships and things like that. And then a lot of times, um, not only is it not something that we really see that's present, but it's also, it's not really there because there's not really a high demand that people mm-hmm. have made for it. So, you know, sometimes people just think, well, that's all to it. Or maybe just it's just a lack of, of knowledge in that area, just an ignorance that's there, uh, you know, unbeknownst that I actually have to know what to do besides mm-hmm. just get to this point. There's so much buildup around the wedding. There's so much buildup around the dress. There's so much buildup around all of that that takes place that day, that honeymoon, mm-hmm. but not much, you know, like once you get back to the house. And so you know, a lot of times people don't even know where to go, where to seek that help or what necessarily they need to do. And like you said, um, there definitely is so much, you know, it's just unfortunate, you know, that people don't really have the tools, but then we really have to be seeking those things too, um, Mm -hmm. even though, and that's why we're getting people to think about some things because it's like, okay, when you really take an evaluation of what this is looking like, 
and you're present. Um, just like my husband said, just really being present with what's the reality of it is. What does that really look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about it too, you know, is that you know, oftentimes, you know, from a coach's standpoint, you know, and couples we work with, you know, in the past, is that um there's a there's a way that you think about what a marriage is gonna be in the very beginning. So like, you know, mm-hmm. you build up, you know, the wedding and, you know, we're going to have this kind of life. We're going to get this kind of job. You know, we're going to spend all this time together and all these things you have in your mind that you're that you're looking forward to. So it gives you a lot of hope about your marriage. Right. Like nobody gets on the altar and they're thinking about how the marriage is going to fail in two years. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But at the same time, because we're so caught up in the image that we paint in our mind, what mm-hmm. marriage is going to be or it's supposed to be, right. when things start happening, you know, real, real life happens, then you know things happen out of your control and some things happen in your control. Mm-hmm. Then it starts really seeing, okay, what are we doing to help maintain it? Because mm-hmm. everyone's built on what it was supposed to be. So we create this identity. And sometimes, we, sometimes couples, we all create this false identity of what marriage should be. Right. Right. We find out that that's not really reality. That's not what's really taking place. That's not what's going on. And then, well, now what do we do now? You know, like mm-hmm. it's easy to, in the courting phase, you know, it's easy to put on your, put your best foot forward. It's easy to put on this persona, right? And show the mask, quote unquote, the mask to this person you're trying to really, you're trying to connect with. Mm-hmm. But you really aren't going to see the really true reality. You're really going to see that person for who they really are and really gauge your relationship and how right. strong it is based on the things you experience. And sometimes the trials you face, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the things that you go through, really start really proving and really showing what your relationship is really made of. Right. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I love talking um, to people who, who, you know, married and um, let us know the real, real, been married for a while. Because when I talk to a variety of people, Mm -hmm. what I seem to get sometimes is people talking about, how the relationship is impacting them. Like, I don't feel like I'm in love. I, 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 I. So whenever I think about, you know, uh, dating and my future spouse, I think about selflessness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not just about, to me, um, it's not just about me being ready to be happy. Right. (laughs) And live with someone for the rest of my life. Exactly. Am I, in a place where I can, I'm ready to be selfless and give myself to someone else. Yeah. Despite what I may want or need at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes when I'm talking to people that they didn't necessarily have that mindset right. because I hear a lot of I, 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 I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. So with that being said, what is the goal of marriage? Well, the goal of marriage overall is to glorify God. Yeah, and what happens a lot of times, like you said, is that couples get in relationships because they want to be happy. You know, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be happy. There's nothing wrong with wanting to enjoy marriage. Marriage should be enjoyed. You should be happy. You want to happily mm-hmm. ever after marriage. Right. You know, but the thing about it is happiness cannot be the goal. Because mm-hmm. once happiness becomes the end goal, then everything you're doing is based on performance. Mm-hmm. Like the wife has to perform a certain way. The husband has to perform a certain way. And if they're not performing, then I'm not happy. And mm-hmm. If I'm not happy, then the relationship's falling apart. So a lot of times, what we do is we put our we put all of our eggs in a basket of how can you make me happy, and I feel so safe and secure. So mm-hmm. our, sometimes our, our ego gets going. 
you know, you got to do this for me. You have to perform this way. Happy wife, happy life. We hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a false statement, right? Within itself, because you're placing your happiness based on the performance of another. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. they were all simple creatures. We all can mess up. Right. We're all going to have mistakes, you know? So, but when your marriage is based on how are we coming together to glorify God, mm-hmm. then it's not, it's, you're not forming it around these false misconceptions, right? Mm-hmm. You're not forming it around these false, this, this false identity performance. So a couple may say, hey, you know, we want to look good. We might want to get on IG so we can show that we have all this stuff going on for us. But mm-hmm. what's really going about is God please. Okay. So if God looks at our marriage, is he really pleased what we're doing? Are we really glorifying him? Are we showing him? Are we reflecting him in the earth? Are we bringing people to, to knowledge of him? Mm-hmm. Or are we really concerned about how we look to everybody else so that exactly. people can accept us? Mm-hmm. What, what we don't want to do and what ends up happening sometimes is that couples start idolizing their marriage mm-hmm. or they may idolize their spouse. And when, when something becomes an idol, now you take God out of the equation, you're bound to fail. Right. It's always going to be built on built upon performance, performance based and work based relationship when a marriage is, is based upon God's grace. Exactly. That's so good. What you said about that idolization, because what happens is we begin not only to idolize our marriage, but we idolize what our expectation of what marriage is going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we idolize that expectation, we can't now be selfless. Um, as you were saying, Eric, we can't do that because we're so busy thinking about, well, this is what I expected. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, um, one thing that our, our, our pastor, Apostle Wilson Cooper, he always says that questions break down strongholds. And sometimes when we are under certain types of strongholds or we have certain type of ways of thinking that are dominating us, like we don't even know. We really checked out the marriage. Mm-hmm. We really checked out because we were so busy thinking about ourselves. We're not really present anymore. We're just kind of going through the motions. We had our, our face we were trying to put up on social media. We wanted to prove to ourselves and to others certain other little things that we may have personally idolized. And we're not really present to what's going on anymore. And so now, you know, we're not able to really allow God to be glorified because he wants to get the glory out of us having a godly relationship, out mm-hmm. of us raising godly offspring. And our marriage reveals an assignment. There's a certain way that God has assigned us to show up in that relationship to our spouse. We help one another reach a place of healing. And then we create something together. Like God has given us a purpose, a way to raise up our family, um, a way to raise up our children. There's something that he has called us to. And if we're not in that space of being selfless and really letting love lead, then we miss what it is that God's trying to do with us. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting over here grinning. I know y'all can't can't see it, but I feel like y'all are speaking life. I got my pen and paper right here. Um, <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, it's just giving me joy. Just naturally, just listening to you you all speak. Oh, awesome. I can I can tell it's something that you're passionate about. Most definitely. definitely. And um, to add to that, everything that you're saying uh, that it takes, uh, one of the um, statements you all made on your your Instagram is adulting Mm -hmm. is required for successful relationships. Yes. 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 What did did you all mean by that? Well, you know, you know, based on how we shape our relationships and shape our marriages. Right. Mm -hmm. It's based upon, you know, your your upbringing. So mm-hmm. all of us had different experiences. You know, you may have come from a single parent home. You may have both parents in a home. You may have saved parents. You may right. have un- one save, one not save. Like, so we all come from these different dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. And we all have our different experiences, you know, different traumas, unfortunately. 
and or maybe life was easy who knows right. but based upon that we bring in our past into our to our present relationship and if there's areas in our past we have not got closure on if there's areas that we have not grown up in if there's areas that we're still the wound was called the wounded child uh i think it's dr john bradshaw he calls psychology the wounded child mm-hmm. we all have a wounded child where a little boy a little girl within us that has not overcome things in the past they're still stuck about different past hurts and experiences right mm-hmm. so you get into marriage you still bring that you bring that wounded child to a marriage mm-hmm. so you may physically be an adult you may be 20 and up but emotionally you, st- you still may be a child right. mentally you still may be a child spiritually you can still be a babe right so right. we try to we try to we try to build this mature relationship because marriage is for the mature so we try to build this mature relationship with mm-hmm. one another but we have a childlike mentality. Exactly. So to be an adult is to say, hey, I'm going to grow up and get and move past the tipping tantrum, so to speak. I'm going to mm-hmm. move past the angry outbursts. I'm going to mm-hmm. move past like trying to get my way. I'm, I'm going to move past manipulation. I'm going to move past all the things that children do right. because they didn't know any better, right? But mm-hmm. as an adult now, you're able to grow beyond that and, and be able to own. The one way you truly to be able to do that is you really have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to work on your heart show you things that need to be transformed and then take action steps towards that. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, a lot of times we see in relationships that we really haven't put away childish things. We haven't, we haven't, you know, yeah. taken that scripture to heart. Was a child, right? <laughs> you know, we, and, and so you in a relationship and you hear somebody sounding like you're literally throwing a temper tantrum. Like I'm not getting what I want. I'm mm-hmm. not going to play if you're not going to play and I'm not going to do this. But then you're not thinking about the spiritual ramifications or you're not thinking about, everything that's included like a child doesn't know the reason why they can't get what they want at this time is because that's just not something that you need they're not taking into account the budget they're not thinking about all of that and so sometimes even in marriage you know we have to be adults like we have to consider the fact do you know what all is going into why your spouse is behaving in the way that they're behaving how have you been showing up? Have you been putting anything in their emotional bucket? Like, you know, are you trying to make a withdrawal when you haven't made any deposits? You know, mm-hmm. what else is really going on in a relationship? And we really have to adult, like we really have to own that. Are we really showing up in a space of truly being committed, you know, for better or worse, no matter what happens? Are we really um, taking the time, you know, to fight fair and work through our problems and things and, you know, that nature? So, you know, as my husband said, let the Lord lead and all those different things. So, you know, we really have to be honest and say, am I really, am I really adulting? And and that last point that we made on that one is to never stop growing. And um, you find so many times that people have so many different thought processes about all the ways that life is supposed to work and they have so much to say. But then when you complain mm-hmm. about your marriage and you ask, well, when was the last time you read a book on marriage? Last time mm-hmm. you attended a workshop, you know, when was the last time mm-hmm. that you showed up for the marriage gathering at your church or, you know, invested into a retreat or some help or some coaching? A lot of times you get crickets, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? and, and yeah. you just like you may get people getting upset because people don't really want to look at themselves. You know, people start getting upset when you start talking about the other half of that. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we can't afford to stop growing and we have to adult, you know, <laughs> that's, all, that's the reason yeah. for the post. I mean, we, cause we do that in every other um, area of our life. It seems right. to be, you know, <laughs> exactly. 
career or whatever it may be your passion, Mm -hmm. um, which marriage should be a passion, but you know what I'm saying? Um, If it's something that someone is passionate in um, sports or hobby or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, people invest time and finances into growing in that area. Right. Without that. yeah, so that that's a very valid question, and people probably feel some type of way because they haven't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, think about it, the yeah. questions like the questions really open you up to what's really there, right? Mm-hmm. The question opens yeah. you up to reality. So, you know, now you can choose to, you know, take it personal right. and say, well, hey, you know, mm-hmm. well, you know, I, I'm doing like if I, if I ask another a couple of that question, are you doing X, Y, Z? Hey, I'm doing my, I'm doing my mm-hmm. part. I'm doing what I need to do. And we, 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 couples we talk to, that's always been a thing. Well, I, I am doing what I'm supposed to do, it, right. but they're not doing it. They're not pulling it, but they're not, uh, blah, blah, blah. So it comes to a point to where, okay, yeah, you sound like a child. Hey, I have mm-hmm. my toys. I, I do, I do my thing, but they're not, they're not playing fair. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. adulting helps you. When we say adulting, also, you're looking beyond just, uh, what they're doing. You're not putting the blame game or being, or making them responsible, right? Mm-hmm. You're not making them the perpetrator. You're saying, hey, that I'm also responsible in this relationship. And like my wife said, you know, it holds a mirror to you because it shows you who you are. Yes. Now, sometimes we don't want to mm-hmm. see that, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to see who yeah, we are. Yeah. But Paul says, no, we're looking at we're looking at glass dimly. So sometimes we may not be able to see clearly what's really going on within us. Right. But then once God does show us, and God is very simple. It's <laughs> very simple. The Holy Spirit, he's very simple. He will mm-hmm. show us very clearly, hey, work this thing, yep, work yep. on that thing. Mm-hmm. But we fight against that because why? We turn to the victim. We say, no, 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 it's not my fault. It's them. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. Right. They're not pulling their weight. Mm-hmm. And says, okay, Lord, mm-hmm. what do I need to do to help make my relationship better? Yes. Right, right. Um, do, do you find oftentimes that let's see what what do you believe is a healthy time to know someone before merging into a marriage or if there is even a time frame you know the time frame is basically going to it's going to be kind of based on where you are in your own personal journey i think that Mm -hmm. um if you're a person who's done a lot of work and um it within yourself like you, you, you went through a lot of process to understand where, where you are in your life. So, you know, like spiritually, I'm not so given to lust and temptation to where I'm going to fall into sin, trying to get into a relationship. Like I'm strong enough in my relationship with God and what it is that he's called me to do. And then I'm not in a space of where I'm just idolizing relationships. I can clearly see what it is. So I think a lot of it is about being spirit led and about doing a certain type of um, work within yourself, even as a foundation before you even come to the relationship. I know some Mm -hmm. people, um, and this is a, it's a few because not many people are really able to do that, but it can be done. We can Mm -hmm. be at such a level of maturity where we will recognize who God has sent to us um, within a short period of time. You can do that when you know that you're covered by your leaders, you're not hiding anything. You don't send the open, Mm -hmm. you're accountable, you know, there are certain things that you just that you do when something is healthy and when it's mature, it's not hasty, but it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to put a time frame on it. Um, yeah, yeah, because you can't, you know, you can't put a time frame on it. Like you can't say, well, hey, wait six months or wait a year. Now, you know, everybody and everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's at their own level of maturity. But what you can look for is are that do I understand certain principles about, like you said, the purpose of marriage, like. You ask that question, that's a powerful question within itself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the answer to that question yourself, 
the probably not really ready for marriage right. because you don't mm-hmm. know how to really perform and develop it based on God's original design intent. And that's one thing we have, we have learned through our own mentors is understanding like the purpose of marriage, God's design and intent. So we know how to build it properly. Unless the Lord builds a house, those who labor, labor in vain. Yes, right. Lord. So mm-hmm. how are we building, building a house, but, and are we doing it on a, on a, on the proper biblical principles mm-hmm. that stands the test of time, right? Not our own, our own ideology. Mm-hmm. Now we think how we feel. So we met couples that basically they go based on feeling. They think feeling is love and love is feeling and the same thing and they're not. Right. So mm-hmm. you got to look at where are you are in where are you at individually in your own individual walk with God? How mature are you? Do you really know yourself? Because what happens a lot of times, some couples that, you know, that get together and we see, you know, you see it's like whether it be, you know, personally or you see it within even on like uh, social media, you may see it in the entertainment industry where, People marry another person's personality. Right. They marry mm-hmm. what they bring their lifestyle. They may marry, mm-hmm. you know, the infatuation of marriage itself, but they don't know that they don't have their own identity. They don't know who they are. They mm-hmm. don't know what God's created them to do. They have no purpose for themselves. They're just living vicariously through their spouse right. and vicariously mm-hmm. through the marriage. So, what you want to do before you get married is make sure do, do you really know who you are? Mm-hmm. Do you know your assignment on earth? Do you know why God has put you here? Do you know? Uh, have a passion, you know what your passions are. What has, what the vision mm-hmm. has God given you? Because once you decide mm-hmm. to tie the knot with somebody else, now you guys are marrying each other's vision. You marry each other's mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. And are you able to handle that? Do you want to invest yourself into that? Mm-hmm. Right? You, you right. really wanted to take that journey with them because you don't know what, what, what's going to come with it. You know what warfare is going to come with that. Yeah. Are you ready, really ready for that? Mm-hmm. So individually, as a single, you really want to be in a space spiritually where you're confident in who you are with God. You're confident in relationship with God. Where even if you do meet somebody that like, man, just knocks on your feet, right? They try to distract mm-hmm. you from your relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? But once mm-hmm. both people are in that space, so they're willing to grow and learn and develop. Like my wife said earlier, you know, there's like you can go to school to learn about math. You can go to school to learn about English. You can go to school to learn about your finances. But what's going there for marriage? Mm-hmm. Right. The most important relationship in existence is marriage. And there's no school for it. Right. <laughs> there's no mm-hmm. class for it. But it, it 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 determines the outcome of of destinies of people. Yeah. It, what I mean by that is that it's not only just two people are getting together. What about the children? Mm-hmm. What about the next generation after right. them? So this, and so and so and that leaves that legacy, right? Right. So you want to come to a place mm-hmm. where you know who you are, you know exactly where you stand with God, you know you don't, you know your purpose, what God is leading you to do. And when you meet somebody, they're in the same space. Mm-hmm. You don't want to meet somebody that has mm-hmm. no purpose for their life. Yeah. You don't want to be tied mm-hmm. out with somebody that doesn't know that, that, that's unsure who they really are, because that's they're gonna bring that same they're gonna bring the same mindset into their marriage. Right. <laughs> right. And if they're unsure about who they are, they're definitely gonna be unsure about you. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be unsure yeah. about relationship. <laughs> yeah. And they're gonna be unsure about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and you know. um, Oh, it was something that you said that was so good. Oh, what was it? Oh, you know, the flip side of knowing what it is that you're marrying with that is not only are you marrying all the good things and their vision, but you're also marrying everything else that comes with that. You're marrying the baggage and the burden. And that's just the real honest mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. You know, you have to be willing to bear the burdens of your spouse. Can you pray for them? Are you willing to know that this comes with this package. This is a part of this. Like yeah. we will have to endure this and you have to be honest and really look at the flip side of that. You may think a person is great and then 
you think that you're just going to be able to keep them from their family or something because you don't like the family, you know, <laughs> or th there's another aspect <laughs> of their personality <laughs> that you're not very fond of. You know, that's just not the way that it works. You know, we have to be willing to take on their burden, take on, you know, if somebody says, I want to be in a certain type of industry and they may be in school for the next eight years or, you know, they want to start a business and, you have to be passionate when no money's coming in or, you know, whatever it is, the, you know, the calling on their life. They may want a pastor. They may, you know, have a desire for certain things that come with a certain load. And I think sometimes people don't count the costs. They don't really think yeah. about all that's going to come with it because you can be so focused on what you want and what you expect out of marriage and your idolization of what you want from the relationship that you're not really looking at that. But if you're a person who's honest with that, you've been honest with yourself. You've done that work. You've thought about, you know, where you are, what you're looking for. Nothing's going to sidetrack you from what you have going on with you and God. And then you you know to look for that in someone else. OK, what 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 are, what are your aspirations? You know, where are we where are we going? You know, what are you looking to get out of it? It kind of helps you have an understanding. And then once you can do that and be honest and be covered, it's important to be covered, you know, <laughs> and be accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, you know. God willing, uh, anything's possible. Yeah. This is a break. I need you to stand up, wiggle your toes, get you some water, do whatever it is you think you need to do so that you can focus and enjoy the rest of this podcast, episode, whatever. Now go on, have a seat. You sitting? All right, we can get started. You know, I, I had a friend um, ask me, um, we were all on, it was a couple of us FaceTiming, mm -hmm. and just out the blue, we weren't even talking about uh, marriage or anything. She's married, and she said, um, Erica, she called my other friend out. She said, have you prayed for your husband? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, wow. I asked her why, I was, I was like, I stopped for a second because I never voiced that as a big concern of mine. I do, I do want to get married, but it's not one of those things. I'm like, Ooh, when I'm going to get a man, not like Time is ticking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that viewpoint on it. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm 33 now at about the age of 26, 27, I started, you know, doing that prayer and someone said write it down yeah. and all that stuff and I moved to New Jersey last year July mm -hmm. and my focus started to shift mm -hmm. and praying that God um I want to walk in the purpose that he actually created me for. Right. and so when I date people or meet a young man or whatever it may be when I start to learn more about him his character his goals his life it's interesting because, you know, my parents or my family may say, well, what was wrong with you? <laughs> right. And I, he, the, the, <laughs> the person looks beautiful on mm. paper. They have a beautiful mm -hmm. resume. But as I start to experience that right. person, spend time with that mm -hmm. person, I feel like sometimes I, there was a weight on me already. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like I'm running a, a race. I'm running God's yeah. race. I trip up on my own mm -hmm. So I start to incorporate this other person in my life and start to see how that would play. And with 
particular individuals, I say, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what that would look like. I feel like that may be too much weight on my shoulders yeah. um, to get to the point <clears throat> where I'm supposed to be or to get to the finish line. So when I'm, you know, dating or I meet people, e- not just romantically, even mm-hmm. friendships, I'm I'm looking at, you know, what you said, Lucinda, you said people trying to make withdrawals. Right. And ain't no been no deposits. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's true. Exactly. So I'm I'm looking at situations and relationships, future uh potential relationships as as that. Mm-hmm. Am I'm just am I just gonna be making a bunch of deposits right. into something that's not gonna yield anything yeah. that's that's gonna be for the betterment of why I was actually created. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so important. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's adulting right there because we have to be willing to be honest about things. A lot of times people are dragging on relationships. Um, This is before marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. People drag on relationships that God didn't call them to. You can delay your purpose Mm -hmm. when you know something feels like a burden and you know Mm -hmm. that it's kind of taking you out of the will of God or kind of slowing you down and tripping you up or even if it's a person that is also, you know, a spiritual person, they can be saved mm-hmm. and things can still, you know, get off. Um, but it's really important for us to be honest with ourselves and really look at what's taking place and see, is this really moving me closer toward what it is that God's calling me to do? Yeah. You know, think about mm-hmm. too, you know, it's this, it's like there's two sides of it though, as well is that there's no such thing as a perfect person. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, you're never going to find that person that's going to like just, check all the boxes, so to speak, That's because right. there's some things mm-hmm. you're just not going to see. Like you're not going to see everything about them. You're not going to see the things that they do that you don't like, you know, the pet peeves you have, you know, some things you're not going to see right. and things, you know, you're going to experience life together. But like, I like how you said, how you try to imagine how would this kind of play out? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great strategy because it gives you an opportunity to kind of just be, just be real with yourself. You know, right. I mean, you may, you may mm-hmm. have a desire, you may really be feeling this guy, mm-hmm. you know, you may really let him. He, he got. He has. He has. He has everything. I you know. I really. I'm looking for in somebody, but there's just something that's just not right. You know. Right. It doesn't mean that you're being paranoid. It doesn't mean that you're like. You know. You're questioning every single person, because like like marriage is a commitment. Mm-hmm. It's not something you want. Like, well, you know, I'll try this person on like some clothes. I don't like how I make my shape look. You know, and I don't know it's not my color. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, let me let me go and find something else. You know, you can't take somebody back to the store because right. of that. You know, it's at the same time though is that when you do meet somebody that meets, like we always talk about all the time. You always want to create your value system, and can that person? Value are your values lined up? Mm-hmm. Do your values match up? The values right. are the things you care about the most. You really, you really invest yourself into, right? So if our values match right. up, every single thing may not match up. Mm-hmm. Are the the four components? Like for instance, being saved. That's 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 a, that's a right. chief component. You can't <laughs> yeah. not be saved, you know, right? It's foundational, <laughs> you know. But uh, but maybe they may maybe the personality might be a little bit different. Maybe maybe you're more of a uh, of a more of an extrovert. He's more of an introvert. Right. You handle that. Mm-hmm. Is that gonna be okay? You know. Yeah. It's stuff like that because what happens is once you get once you guys be married, you're committed. You're not saying you're you're being committed to the also the word that you gave Ooh. for better or for worse. Yeah. So a lot of couples when they get they finally get meet that person and they get married, and they may find themselves saying, "Well, you know, I made a mistake, or you know, I should have waited a little longer, or you know, I should have said X Y Z." Well, now you're in the marriage. What are you gonna do about it now? Right. 
how right. can you make this work? Because it's all about being committed. Mm-hmm. And commitment says mm-hmm. that I'm committed to the word that I gave before you, before God, before all the witnesses, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm committed to making this work, mm-hmm. right? We believe that every marriage can work. Yeah. Doesn't matter how personalities are, right? Things can be different, but they can work if you just choose to be committed to making it work. Mm-hmm. Choose to make it function mm-hmm. the way that you want it to be and create the relationship you want and instead of just being stuck on how it should be, how right. things should turn out, you know. So I think that's a great that's a great idea, that's a great strategy that you, that you do yourself, Erica, is really kind of evaluate where you really are instead of being led by your emotions, led by what you know, pressure. Come on, we know we need them grandbabies. <laughs> that's <laughs> what they say. <laughs> We been there, done there, right? right. <laughs> hey, it's interesting how that switch goes because you know when you're growing up, going to school, going to you know going mm-hmm. to college, they tell you to fo- focus on right. school. <laughs> don't do this, don't exactly. do that. You know, don't you got time? And then all of a sudden, one day, it's like that switch. <laughs> came well, exactly. <laughs> It's like, what's going yeah, on? Exactly. So they, exactly. they start thinking something wrong with you. Like, like well, you're the problem. I mean, <laughs> what was wrong with that? I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm like, mom, not picking today. <laughs> 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 oh, he was nice. <laughs> you know, you're in that space where, you know, it's, it's sometimes I know it's frustrating, you know, and I talk to my other single, you know, friends and stuff in Christ. But at the same time, this is the the space where you have the freedom to make certain decisions and things like that for your for your life. You know, like once you get married, like my husband said, you're accountable to God. Like this is about this is something that you made in front of God and witnesses. Like yeah. this is not just something that he he hates divorce. So it's important that mm-hmm. we really do it God's way. And I think that's that strategy that you picked up is really important too because you know when we pray, pray just prayer really has a way of preparing our hearts for whatever it is that God's going to do. So when we mm-hmm. even when, you know, even when the Bible tells us about praying for our enemies, you're like, "Why well, I got to pray for my enemy." You know, but it's something that happens within that we just never know what it is that God's going to do. And so even by you having that humility to pray now, like it'll help you be able to be sensitive and identify, you know, yeah, you may notice certain problems, but I'm calling you to this space. This is the person who I called you to be with. And so it kind of gives you a better spiritual perspective on what it is that God will have you to do. And just a, a funny story. I remember um, I was listening to a relationship call. Matter of fact, this was our, our first lady. She was doing a call um, and she has a ministry where she was talking to a lot of singles and she was explaining some different things. And so, you know, some of the married ladies were on the call, you know, just as support. And, so, you know, one of the married ladies, she's identifying with everything that's been said. And she's like, well, what should I do? You know, what, you know, this not going on in my marriage and this and that. She's like, oh, this is for the singles. You're married now. Like, <laughs> you, you're married. Like, you, you need to pray. You need to seek counseling. You need to seek, you know, whatever it is that God is going to have you to do. Like, you're not in that space anymore to kind of be like, well, you know, this and that is not going for me. So, you know, when you said that, that just made me think about that. And, you know, I just laughed to myself. I'm like, what you thought she was going to say? You can leave? Like, no. <laughs> you have to go find a, reset, a mentor. <laughs> but that's so important. That's making me think, too, like taking advice. Uh, you know, people be getting advice from me. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. You know, and th- the way this conversation started off, you know, talking about, the, you know, when I asked the goal of marriage, um, everybody doesn't have 
wouldn't answer that the same way that you all answered yeah, yeah. it. That's true. And it, it, if <laughs> so, you have to be mindful of who you're asking for My advice. No, nah, I'm wrong. You know, we wouldn't have answered that. You know, probably ten years ago when <laughs> <laughs> you know, we first got married. You know. What What would you say ten years ten ago? Ten years ago, let's see. Ooh, I think you say just has, you know to enjoy each other, have fun, to just do life together. You know, like it would be more self centered. And focus on, you know, how can we just have more fun and enjoy life? But I think the thing about it is that, you know, we didn't understand, you know, that there's a purpose to marriage. Like, you know, we got, we met really young. You know, we were high school sweethearts, typical football player, cheerleader, right? <laughs> that's what, that's, that's us. And then, you know, we dated four years and then we got, so we got married young. But, you know, we got married because we like, you know, we like, you know, we already been together four years. We might as well get married now and then do things the right way, you know what I'm saying? So we won't make any mistakes, so to speak. Wink, wink. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the thing about it was like, so getting married, it was, it was, you know, it was like, it was, it was, like, it was exciting. It was fun. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we enjoyed it, but like, it was different. Like learning to live with somebody, you know, you say you love them, you say, you know, you, you enjoy spending time with them, but then like you have to live with them and have to deal with things and deal with life together and deal right. with adult problems. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we were so young, it, it was like, what are we really doing? You know, we, the first, that first, mm-hmm. first, first year, it was like, man, we might, we might make a mistake, you know. Then the Adam. second year, we were like, man, <laughs> you sure we made the right decision? Like, you probably should have waited, you know, yeah. or whatever. We were too young. We were too, we were so young, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, by, by God's grace, you know, mm-hmm. we were able to, like, we were going to make this work somehow. And right. by making that, you know, that commitment to each other to make this work, and it really, and if we said it from a spiritual standpoint, that's when we knew that if our, our marriage is not spiritually based, then we're going to fail. Right. Around that mm-hmm. time, I got saved. I was on fire for God. This isn't that right. Got to minister with my wife, you know, I was already saved, trying to help me get right, <laughs> you know. But that's how we formulate our marriage into a spiritual, from a spiritual standpoint. And then everything else, we just built on top of that. So, yeah, yeah marriage mm-hmm. should be a joy. Marriage should be something that you should have fun. You should enjoy life with one another. Because that's what God is honored to be, to enjoy, to enjoy life with each other, right? But the foundation is to express him. And as long as we're expressing him, the things was going to happen is you, you're eventually going to find yourself enjoying life. Because mm-hmm. God's going to bless you. God's going to cover you. God's going to provide for you. Trusting right. in him. And then even when things happen, you know, and we know we know we, we, our marriage is not perfect. We don't, we don't expect to have a perfect marriage. But we're just growing to a place of maturity. Right. We just want to become more mature as time moves on that we're able to, you know, to handle things when they come up and, you know, talk about things, be vulnerable. Like, it's so many different things that you become, you know, when you're married to who you were when you first got married. Right. You know, I was a knucklehead. I was kind of, I was in my own, I was in my own oh, world. Right. You know, right? <laughs> Wife was in her own world, right? And we tried to merge these two worlds together, and they were incongruent, right? You know, but mm-hmm. let's say, but being, just being vulnerable, being open to that, and say, hey, you know, we want to embrace something new. We want to do things the right way. If we're gonna do this. We might as well do it the right way, not the broken way, not some made up way. You know. And that's what helps us going. That's what helps us keep going. Keep going with our marriage now. Oh yeah, and and you know, I like what you said. You know, it's really true, and it's also very unfortunate that you know a lot of people aren't looking in the right space. And I was looking at something on social media one day, and it and it says something like, you know, social media is not a profit, and so many people, you know, are looking to get just random, random, you know, leadership on how to do life from things they're yeah. looking at and different things that they've chosen to idolize. Being, right. 
<laughs> you know, and you're trying to bring that and fit that shots. into the marriage equation, and that just doesn't work. You know, you're trying to mm-hmm. think about self-care into the marriage equation. Just something that you took and pulled from somewhere and say, Well, I need to be worried about myself, you know, or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. And that's just that's just not what's but but then there's there are resources that are available. There is help that's available. There are books and you know trainings and different things that are available, but we have to be willing to be, you know, in that space where we're willing to seek out, you know, the wisdom where it may be found and really get what it is that we need to found a healthy, strong relationship. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> to add to that, you know, I, before we had this start this interview, I asked people mm-hmm. to send me questions that they would want me to ask. All okay. right. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> Here we go. Lightning round. <laughs> Um, you know, and one person responded, I'm going to pull it up, and um, he said, um, from my perspective, having like a marriage coach or a counselor means there's something wrong in the marriage. So what what do you all think about that? Because I think the perception is when you go to any type of counseling, (laughs) they think that something is already wrong. Mm -hmm versus preventative or some type of maintenance. Yeah, you know, usually do people, obviously when you get a counselor, you know, you're thinking about you have some kind of issue that needs to be rectified, you know. Um, so we never call ourselves counselors, even though we do, obviously, we get in marriage counseling, we do it at church, whatever, but we all say coaching because coaching brings you to a place of awareness of what's going on, mm-hmm. right? So you get a coach not because uh, something's wrong with you. You get a coach because you might not know enough. You might not be you might mm-hmm. not be well versed in how to handle situations. So getting a coach is not a bad thing because if you don't know what you, what you don't know hurts you. Yeah. What you don't know will destroy you, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Baba says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. not a lack yeah. of joy, not a lack of faith, mm-hmm. not a lack of well, we just feel good about it. No knowledge. Mm-hmm. So a coach opens you up to, hey, what can how can I what's really going on my, going on in my relationship? There's things I want to accomplish, things I want to do, but I don't know how to get there. Right. So coach is a mm-hmm. guy to get you from point A being stuck to point B being unstuck. Right. So yeah, obviously mm-hmm. people come to you and people don't have to reach out to us. Yeah, they're having issues. They're having, you know, communication and intimacy. They're having issues with connecting one another or whatever it may be. That may be the thing. And, and it's always it's always gonna be part of it, right? But the thing is right. you're not focusing on how bad your marriage is. The focus should be and perspective should be how much better can we get? The only where you yeah. at is where you at. Yeah, right. And the worst thing you can do, and no matter what situation you're in, is, is you know, the, the, the worst thing you can get is really get divorced. But if, if you're already at the bottom, if you're already where you're at, you know, reaching out for help is a sign that you want to mature. Reaching out mm-hmm. for help is a sign that you're humbling yourself to what's going on and you want to get better. You know, only only those who are prideful don't want to ask for help. Because doing it mm-hmm. on. But the Bible always says that many are the ways of man are right in his own eyes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we think that we know what we're doing, we think we handle it, and but there's right. a way that you have to grow from that. And the thing about it is not that as if we just showed up on the scene for ourselves <laughs> and said right. we want culture people. No, we had to <laughs> we had to go through our own uh-huh. testing first. And we're still learning, we're still students of marriage. Right. We have our own mentors that are teaching us, right? And because we know we have a lot to mm-hmm. grow. But at the same time, helping others see that there's more for themselves. There's more, more possibilities. We really mm-hmm. focus on this helping couples see greater possibilities on how to create 
what they want together instead of just selling for the status quo. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and that's another reason why um, we like to do a lot of a, a lot of question asking. Coaches are always going to ask you questions because what are some things that are goals that you have for yourself? You know, coach wants to help you move from where you are to where you want to be and help you identify the best way to get there. And so sometimes mm-hmm. people think that some things that just are is the best that it's going to get. Or right. they may assume everything is fine on their end, but have you really looked into your spouse? How's your spouse feeling? You may be a person that's yeah. more extroverted, or you may be a person who's more accustomed to something or to a certain way of being, but you might be just speaking on that other person's behalf. They may not be okay. They may not feel mm-hmm. heard. They may not feel understood. And so when we're thinking about what it is that we want to talk to people about or sharing with them, we want to help them identify what it is that you need in those everyday moments. So when you think about those everyday moments, what's occurring to you in those everyday moments? How do you feel? Because you don't have to settle for feeling empty or you don't have to settle for feeling like we're just paying bills. And so that's what we right. do. And, you know, and it's easy for anybody. You know, we you know, we said it earlier about being in ministry. You know, there's still work. I don't care who you are. I don't believe <laughs> that there's anybody who's not putting any work into a relationship and that's going to come at some form of leadership at some point, some point of reaching out for help or some point of doing something. Uh, Keep yourself Mm -hmm. covered because we don't see everything. We don't know everything Mm -hmm. because we're also in the frame. We need that other person that has the wisdom to be able to help us kind of better understand what's going on that can help you get to your goal. You know, know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't want to just be not growing in a relationship as grow as far as like growing together or not really, you know, having conversations and things like that, you know, those things are revealing other issues. And so, you know, that's what the difference in between coaching and counseling really does kind of helps you in that space. But we got to be open because love is a space where I'm willing to, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. You know, love, love says I'm, I'm willing to be vulnerable in that space. And so um, it's not necessarily, um, you know, something is wrong, <laughs> but it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. And because I love you and because I want God's purpose to be fulfilled within us, I want to take that right. step to do what it is it's going to take to get us there. Mm. Uh, so can I ask you this? Are you guys, you think you see yourself coaching um, in about five to 10 years? That might be when I need my <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Most definitely. Matter of fact, we have, uh, you have, we have access now. Listen, so exactly. <laughs> you know what you know it now. <laughs> You'll be like, whoo, she sure did well. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so yeah. funny. <laughs> she, um, I, I got this. I got another sure, question. Well, that wasn't really a question. So this one is, okay. How do you address a spouse that has a functioning non-aggressive substance abuse addiction to urge him or her to seek help and stop making excuses? Mm. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a that's a that's a big one. I think um, you yeah. know, and we we got we had opportunity. I won't say pleasure. <laughs> we had opportunity to work with couples that had that. They have, mm-hmm. have substance abuse issues or you know, but specifically drinking. So what happens mm-hmm. is that let's say that you're the spouse and you're asking your, let's say, husband or, or whoever, and they have that issue. You know, what you can do is be honest with them and be truthful about how you feel about the issue. Because right. sometimes what we do mm-hmm. is like, you know, we may want to spare their feelings or, 
you know, not push them or if we might, we might push them away. No, you have to be honest. Mm-hmm. You have to tell the truth. This is how I honestly feel about the situation. Mm-hmm. Not, instead mm-hmm. of putting a blame on them and say, hey, you know, you do this. I feel this way because you do this. No, that's shifting the blame. Right. That's saying they're responsible for how you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. So what you what the way you come at that is say you may tell the spouse, like every time you drink, I feel I feel bad. I feel down. I feel right. like things are not working out. I, I don't feel connected with you like I want to feel connected with you. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. you because I want us to have a happy relationship. I really think that you should get some help. I prefer that you get help. I prefer that you reach mm-hmm. out. And I want, I want I'm I'm here to support you every single way. And I think about it, what if that person doesn't want to do it right there? Well, you can't push them, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You can't make them do something they don't want to do because everybody has their moment of awareness. Everybody mm-hmm. has their moment where God opens them up to see what's really there. But at yeah. the same time, it doesn't mean God can use you. So you can show them, talk with them, have a candid conversation about how you feel about everything and how it's really affecting you affecting the marriage. And then of course you have children affecting the whole family dynamic. Yeah. Being honest with mm-hmm. that and being open with that and sharing with that, they may not, they may buck against that. They may not want to really want to do it. But the thing is that you presented, you presented it to them and you say, I prefer you do this. Even if you may not do it, I'm still going to stay with you. because I still want to support you, but I still prefer you that you can help. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think, you know, one of the first things that we we have to do is we have to kind of pray and get out of the way. We got to we have to pray about it and then just let God work on it, but then try to show up in a way where we're not making this be about us. Like we have to move our emotions mm-hmm. out of the way because when I really look at the impact, I'm thinking about your life. I don't want to be left here alone. I don't want to be left, you know, void of our family and void of the potential that we had. So I have to move Anything that's going to make me, I can't believe you, it's not about me per se alone, you know, so we have to really pray. And sometimes, you know, the Bible talks about in, in marriage, being able to move the heart of the spouse and just really being open up to that belief that anything is possible with God. And then just really letting him lead that conversation. And then just don't be afraid in that waiting period for the breakthrough, you know, just really give that some time. And then like, you know, my husband said, just show up in that open and honest space of love. Cause love is not about a blame game, but it is about being honest and the facts are just the facts. Yeah. And then just be willing to stand there in that space until something happens. You may even have to look into it, you know, find out different ways what can be covered and, you know, try to, you know, ease it at the right time, you know, as the Holy spirit leads and you know, just kind of mm-hmm. see what happens from there. Okay. That's good stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so we, I don't want to be selfish and take too much of you all. We're, we're having fun. We're enjoying it. <laughs> you know, I'm enjoying this. What If you could give um, people out there three good solid tips mm-hmm. when it comes to um, tools they can use for a successful marriage, what would you, what would be your uh, nuggets of wisdom for everybody? Well, if we can get, I mean, man, only three, that's it? Oh. Yeah. No, listen, you give We have another hour? No. My battery is charged. time? Man, no. I'm kidding. Like, well, I think one thing, I, I, one tip for sure, obviously, is that you have to be spiritually grounded. Mm-hmm. If you can't be spiritually grounded, then everything else is going to be affected. And I think that's the thing about that. Uh, what is, the Bible says that what is un, focus on what is unseen instead of what's seen, mm-hmm. right? I think that's First Corinthians chapter uh, 4. I think it's verse 17, right? You focus on mm-hmm. that which is the spirit because right. that is true reality. 
God is true reality. Jesus, he is absolute reality. He's absolute truth. And the Bible, the word of God is absolute truth. So the, the only way you can really build something properly is the foundation has to be spiritually sound. Because if, it's, if the foundation is spiritually found, that affects the mental, that affects the emotional state, that affects the physical state, that affects the familial state, that affects everything that's going on around you. Finances, right. that affects everything if the spiritual foundation is not set. So I, I would say one, the, the first major key is to make sure that you're in a, a place spiritually where you're still you're, you're developing and growing in God, you're fasting, you're praying, you're reading your word, you're staying around like-minded individuals, you have a church that you, that you can call home. Somebody that you can center, sit under and grow and develop and then be able to get you know, to apply all the spiritual wisdom that you learn to yourself. I say that's the first major key. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. And I would um like to add to that. Um just a second one, you know, will be personal growth. Personal growth. Just commit to the journey of personal growth. Because if your lens is dirty, it's gonna be very difficult to really identify what's going on in your relationship. So the next thing that should be coming out of our spiritual growth is personal growth. And those are the type of things that get you eye rolls <laughs> when you talk to people <laughs> because they look, I came to you because such and such is doing this, you yeah. know, but God, exactly. But God always brings us back to a perspective to where before I can do anything with you, I need you to be clean. Like I need you to be pure, and out of yeah. seeing your own self that, you know, there's something that I'm asking mm-hmm. of you. And even with whatever's going on with your spouse, a lot of times he wants to use you, you know, so, but we have to be in a space as a person to where we're willing to take responsibility for whatever it is that we need to contribute to where we're trying to go. You know, one thing that um, every success book starts off with is take responsibility. It, they all start mm-hmm. off with take responsibility. So, that's a very necessary um, aspect of where you're going to go in the relationship. If you, you know, you have to be willing to stop pointing and start soul searching, figure out what it is that you need to do and ask those questions of yourself. What is it that I need to do? What is it that I, what is my commitment? What, how am I showing up? What is it that I need to do next to move forward in our marriage success? Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. the, re- and, uh, the reason why that's so powerful because you're not waiting on your spouse to transform and change. Right. You're taking the initiative. So you have to have mm-hmm. spiritual growth. You have to have a personal growth because you have to be the one who takes responsibility or you may be the stronger spouse. What if you're the one who's stronger spiritually? What if you're in prayer? Mm-hmm. Like, so then you may have to be the one who takes a stand for the marriage, which leads to the, the third, I guess the third and final key to kind of wrap it up is that you have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. You have to be authentic to the point to where you're not, covering things up you're not covering even yourself and that's why you have that spiritual growth first and personal growth second because when you come to a space of being authentic you're being um real about what's really going on you're able to take off the mask and be vulnerable to your spouse you have to say hey these are things we need to work on this is what's actually taking place and being occurring because what happens a lot of times is that sometimes spouses get so stuck in the things that has happened mm-hmm. they get so stuck in their past they don't know how to function in their present properly and when they don't know mm-hmm. how to function their present properly, they can't create a better future because right. they're so focused on everything else on the past. Right. So being mm-hmm. authentic says that, hey, I'm going to be transparent to share and be open and vulnerable to you of what's going on in my world. At the same time, I want to know what's going on in your world. Mm-hmm. And all you can do that is when both both spouses are willing to be uh, to be authentic with each other, be vulnerable with another to where they're able to say, hey, we're able to grow together and learn and develop in this space that we're at. So spiritual growth, you need personal growth and you need to be authentic. 
Yes. And, you know, when you're authentic, you show up a certain way. You know, there's a way that we show up in our marriage when we're really authentic with what's going on. If we're being inauthentic, we're basically looking at what it is they're doing. We're kind of hiding behind the bush. Well, this is just the way that it is. Like, we're just hiding behind excuses. We're hiding behind, you know, all of these different things that we don't even like. And we're not showing up in the space that we would normally show up in. Like we may not be doing the things that we would normally do because we have a fear that we made up. Well, they don't do this for me. They're not going to appreciate this. They're not going to do this. Well, it's going to go this way. And then we're being yeah. inauthentic because we're not mm-hmm. really being, you know, that's not really love. That's that's not what we vow to. That's not the way that we committed. You know, that's not really showing commitment. You know, we've changed based on something that we made up in our in our mind you know, this false evidence of being real, this fear that we created. And now we're not really showing up in our best self. We're not really being authentic with what's going on. We may not be having those conversations, but when we really are authentic, sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know, sometimes it's vulnerable Keep you know, to keep putting yourself in that space. But when you do it, you have the opportunity to really have um, the best chance for your relationship. Hmm. And, you know, I, I do believe uh, when I ask you all for those top three, um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people probably wouldn't have picked either of the ones. <laughs> <that you said. laughs> this is true. You know, they probably would have been thinking, I don't know, have a book. Yep. <laughs> and I want to know if you please talk, share with everybody. Yeah, um, we wrote a book called The Five Master Keys of Marriage Fulfillment, you know, and the book is a, is a, is a powerful foundational book. I don't want to do it on horn, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> it's a powerful foundational book that deals with how to meet the needs of a spouse. And, you know, there's a lot of experiential, obviously a lot of spiritual wisdom out of the, in the book and then things that we, we personally went through and experienced and we learned by trial and error, mm-hmm. learned through the fire, right? And then biblical wisdom and practicality. We're really, really, really big on practicality. We're right. big on, hey, making it plain, making it simple. Mm-hmm. How can I take this principle and apply it to my life? You know, don't tell me some thought-provoking, you know, statement, and then I'm, I'm supposed to just kind of figure it out. You know, right. we want we like we enjoy practicality. So the book really deals with, you know, how to meet your spouse in every area. And mm-hmm. it's really broken up to where we're dealing with the husband and the wife. Right. right together mm-hmm. these are things that the husband's looking for these are his needs these are his wife's needs right these are things that can kind of slow you down because when this comes to meeting your spouse's needs sometimes we don't know what is going on mm-hmm. we don't know what the expectations mm-hmm. are and you know and we can be so caught up in our own head and what in our own thought that we're not really present to what's going on and really engaging our marriage so if let's say wanting to one of the master keys is the master key of relatedness so how do we come together and relate to one another how do we form and create this relationship together to we're able to flow with one another. We're not confused about who's doing what. We're not confused about what's going on. We're able to flow with one another in such a, in such a way that we're building a deeper bond. We're building a deeper connection. You know, let's talk about the mm-hmm. masculine intimacy. That sometimes it can be taboo in relationships. Like people don't want to talk about intimacy. Well, I, I mean, that's one of the major reasons for divorce <laughs> in America is yeah. sex. So we talk about that mm-hmm. from the standpoint of how it, how sex looks for the husband and the wife, debunking the misconceptions of rea- of what of what the society says it looks like it should be, where say how mm-hmm. can we meet this this uh, this need in such a way that we're adding value to one another, the right value we're adding value to them, we're adding value to the relationship and developing and building with them. Right, and, and and something that's you know like my husband said, we really focus on practicality, and so mm-hmm. you know. 
each spouse needs something completely different. And so we have it broken up in this in this book to where, you know, the husband can understand what it is that the wife needs and the wife can understand what it is that the husband needs. Because those different things that we we need or we're expecting from our spouse or out of a relationship in order to receive fulfillment, they show up differently. Yeah. You know, and we will be otherwise unaware. You know, we have um roles in a relationship that are interconnected, but they're not the same. So we really want to help mm-hmm. give uh, each spouse that understanding that's really going to help them uh, achieve that fulfilling relationship that God called us to have. Because it's not just about, you know, not, all, not only just to give him the glory, but we should be happy. Like we can't give him the glory. We're yeah. not happy. You know, <laughs> we don't have joy. You know, we're not pushing mm-hmm. through in, in joy and really enjoying what it is that God has given us. So that's how we have it broke down. So each spouse can really know what it is that's going to help them achieve that success in their relationship. Yeah. You know, and, and one thing that we, that we really enjoyed about the book, even as we were putting it together, is that it was a journey for us to explore ourselves. So it was mm-hmm. like we were putting a book for together for other people to read, but we were, we were experiencing it at the same time as we put it together. Like, wow, you know, we, there's some things that, you know, we may have missed or things we may have not really noticed or, there's some areas that we need to grow and develop in, you know, so we can better you know, serve one another, you know, and really support one another, you know, and the thing about it, it, it brings you to a place of deeper empathy to where you're being, being able to see that person's, uh, how they see the world basically through their eyes and you have compassion for them that you want to support them. Not like say, well, you're different than me or, you know, you should be doing this X, Y, Z, blah, blah. Like it, it'll be easy to say, Hey, wives, husbands need respect. That's a new preference. Mm-hmm. Husbands, wives, they need your love. That's right. that's that's easy to say, and it's definitely true. Yes, biblically, it's biblically true. Well, what, is, what does that it's look like? Awesome. How does yeah. that how does that display? If a husband tells everybody, "I love my wife," I'll do anything for her, but in his mind, he has all to get her. Is he really loving? Right. So, exploring mm-hmm. the deeper root of it, exploring other questions that come out. We love asking questions, so we're always exploring with questions. Well, how does this show up? on the everyday on everyday basis but then how do you apply it to your life put it together and begin to create and fulfill you know have a great fulfillment within a relationship mm-hmm. and i believe that those are all things that people need some type of access to so um i'm so glad you all put that out there how do people get to know more about where to find the book and where if they want more information on youtube okay Yes. So mm-hmm. our um, all of our social media pages are we are heartstrong. That is H A R T. Um, just like our last name, we are heartstrong. So we're we're heartstrong on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And our website is where our book can be found. That is liveheartstrong.com/shop. So if you go there, you'll be able to go straight to the book. Um, or if you go to the Instagram page, you can click the button where we, it has to get the book and you can get the book there. Yeah. So we have, like, so we have some hard copies still left over, but, uh, say, but we know this is the, this is 2020. have A digital copy on yes. hand. So that's always available. Okay. You know, like bringing, bring, cause we know because we did independent, uh, we, we independently put this book together publishing. So mm-hmm. that means that, you know, copies are limited and we, we're always constantly getting copies in every month. But at the same time, we have a digital copy as well for anybody yes. who wants one, who those e-readers out there. Yes, download <laughs> and get it right away straight right from away. the website. <laughs> <laughs> and also, too, you know, on our website, you know, you can find more information about us. You know, obviously our bio's in there, but also, like, you know, 
why we do what we do, why we're so passionate about you know, marriage coaching, why we're so passionate about marriage ministry and mm-hmm. why we do what we do on a daily basis and, you know, what's really pushing us and driving us to that. And also, you know, for those couples out there, they may want to connect with us. You may want to reach out. You may want to ask for help. You may want to just say, hey, I just want to pick your brain. Well, that's why you know you go on our website, you, you can schedule uh, a strategy call with us too. So that gives you opportunity to kind of just us get to know one another, share what's going on, talk about some things, and then if we can support you and and, and uh help you, you know, on your yes. growth and your developing your journey in marriage, then we're definitely here for that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for giving me some of your time. Please feel free to leave a message if there's a topic or a question that you'd like for me to address. Before you leave, subscribe and hit that bell at the top so you'll know when the next episode is ready for your listening pleasure. Until then, stay blessed.